Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala Sayyidina Rasulillah. Today we're talking about Juzuk 16, a very important Juzuk because it contains the end of Surah Kahf and Surah Maryam and Surah Taha. And these three surahs are from the five known as the ancient ones, the old surahs revealed in Mecca, which contain the heart of the Quran in terms of the message. Now, Surah Maryam talks about the gifts of Allah for those whom He loves, and Surah Taha talks about the relationship, the special relationship between Allah and the people he loves. So Surah Maryam begins by talking about Zakariya salam, saying, Oh Allah, whenever I make dua for you, I'm never left unhappy. Oh Allah, gift me, habli, a successor, as a gift from you. And he's given the glad tidings, he's gifted Sayyidina Yahya So habli reminds us of the name of Allah, Al-Wahhab, the one who gives and gives as gifts without anything in return. Then we have the story of Maryam salam. Here she is gifted Sayyidina Isa salam without even asking for it. Jibreel says to her, I was sent to give you this gift of a pure child. And then we are told how Sayyidina Isa was gifted prophecy at a young age and given the book. Then we have the story of Ibrahim salam being gifted Ishaq, his son Ishaq, and the son of Ishaq, Yaqub, so the grandson of Sayyidina Ibrahim. We gifted them Ishaq and Yaqub, and each we made a prophet. We gifted them a mercy from us, and we elevated their name among all people to come. So the gifts to Sayyidina Ibrahim salam. And then Musa Musa was gifted this gift that his brother was made a prophet just like him. This is the best gift that any man ever gave to a sibling. That he asked that Sayyidina Harun also be given prophecies. So the Qur'an says, we gifted him this prophecy. And then we hear about Sayyidina Ismail on his own. Why is Sayyidina Ismail mentioned later? So first you have Ibrahim being gifted Ishaq, and then Ishaq's son Yaqub, and then Musa being gifted the prophecy of Harun. Then we return to Ismail, the other son of Ibrahim. He's not mentioned as a gift to Ibrahim salam because he is destined to be the one from whom Sayyidina Muhammad وسلم, is going to come. He is the ancestor of Sayyidina Muhammad. So as if the Qur'an is hinting here, he was never a gift to Ibrahim. His role was essential. And his existence, being a prophet and a messenger, was always essential as an honor because he is the ancestor of Sayyidina Muhammad As for the prophecy of Ishaq and Yaqub, they were gifted to Ibrahim. So we're told that Ismail used to command his family to pray and give zakah, again to emphasize the purity and nobility of that lineage from which we will have our Prophet Muhammad And then Idris is mentioned as one who is raised to a lofty place. And the Quran says those are the prophets that Allah blessed with his bounties. And all of this is contrasted with... One person about whom it says, Do you see the one who rejected our signs and said, I will be given much wealth and children? Did he have knowledge of the unseen or did Allah give him a promise? He will come to us alone. So we have all the gifts that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives and gives to those whom he loves versus this rejecter of Allah who claims he will be given this and given that. So clearly the whole message of this surah about the gifts of Allah to those whom he loves and finally, it ends by saying, the surah ends by saying, those who believe and do good works 
Allah will create for them a love among the people. Allah will cast a love among them. We know from the hadith, famous hadith, the Prophet ﷺ told us when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves a person, he tells Jibreel, oh Jibreel, I love him. So you should also love him. Then Jibreel announces this among the people of the heavens, saying, Allah loves so and so, so you should also love him. Then his love is brought down to earth. It's established for him on the earth. So this is one of the greatest gifts from Allah for those whom he loves, is that he makes... Jibreel and the inhabitants of the heavens and the earth love that person. Now we come to Surah Taha, which is about that relationship between Allah and those whom he loves and about putting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala above everything else. It begins with the story of Sayyidina Musa when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addressed him and said to him, I have chosen you, so listen to what I'm revealing to you. I am Allah. There is none worthy of worship, none worthy of adoration except for me. So worship in order to remember me. And then in that story there is symbolism. Some scholars have said that there is symbolism there where Allah says, I am your Lord and sustainer, so cast off your two sandals. As if to say, cast off your desire for this world and the next world, Jannah. You should desire only me. And then Allah says, what is that in your hand, O Musa? He says, that's the staff that I rely on. So Allah says, throw it away, O Musa. As if to say, don't rely on anyone except for me. And when Sayyidina Musa makes a list of du'as, Oh Allah, put ease in my affairs and expand my breast, and make Harun my brother my, a prophet as well, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to him, You have been given everything you asked for, O Musa, but we have also given you so much more in your childhood, without you even knowing we took care of you and protected you, and cast this love on you so that people will love you and not harm you. And we raised you in our watchful sight and our watchful loving care until you came to us in that destined time, O Musa, that time that was destined for this divine address. And I created you for me and chose you for me. So when you go forth with your brother, with my signs, don't let that ever distract you from me and my remembrance. Because essentially you were created for me more than anything else. And then Allah says to him, don't be afraid of Fir'aun, I am with you, hearing you and listening to you. And when Musa confronts the magicians, and the magicians believe in him, they say to Fir'aun, we shall never prefer you to him who created us. And even if you take away our life from us, Allah is better and more lasting. They don't even say Jannah, they say Allah is better for us and more lasting. And all of this is contrasted with the story of Bani Israel, when Musa left them, they chose to worship a golden calf. So there's the contrast in this surah that they chose something other than Allah. And finally, the Prophet ﷺ, who is the greatest beloved of Allah, is addressed at the end of the surah. Allah says to him, don't look at those fineries of this world that we gave to others in order to test them. These things are preoccupying people from me. Don't look at those things. What I have for you, what your Lord has for you, is better and more lasting. So that vision of me that you will have, in Jannah, that spiritual witnessing that you have of me in your, in your heart, that knowledge of me that I will give you is greater. So don't look at what we have given other people. So the whole surah is telling us, choose Allah first, love Allah first. Allah will love you and take care of you and shower you with mercy and make you one of his special loved ones. So these two surahs about, are about that relationship between Allah and those whom he loves and the gifts that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives to those whom he loves. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen.